Here's an ad, 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 endum. I've lost count of how many endums it is. I'm breaking in here to say that the BT thing that you're going to hear me moan about quite a bit did get sorted out, I think. Apparently it will be sorted out on Friday, which leaves me with a bit of a problem because I was really angry in this podcast and I don't want to stick it to the man before the man sorts this out. That means I'm going to be releasing this after Friday, probably next week. So it's a bit late, but that's the reason for doing that. You really don't want to earn someone's ire when they're supposed to be doing something for you. You wait until afterwards and then Loki them in the back. Things are already going pear-shaped. I've missed my usual 2300 deadline. How unbelievably annoying. It is Monday the 12th of July 2021 at 2305.17. And you are listening to Crash, the UK geek podcast. There are lots of other words that come after that, but... oh. Who cares? I tell you, this has been a trying day. I've got some paper in front of me. You probably heard that rustling. This morning, I got up and tried to go through this huge to-do list that I put together last night. I got most of it done, but some of it I did not get done. And some of the most important bits I didn't get done. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Oh, joy. If you're new to the podcast, you're wondering, what the hell? I thought this was a sci-fi, fantasy and horror podcast. Well, it is, usually. But it's also lots of other things. I do two podcasts a week. One is a revisit of a retro piece of media. For the last seven years, that has been Doctor Who. (laughs) I don't know why I just don't say 50% of this podcast is Doctor Who. It is at the moment, but it won't be forever. If I live to the end of podcasting about classic Doctor Who, that is. Oh, sorry about that. I've got a very clicky mouth. I don't think I'm going to edit every single click out of this podcast this time. Like I tried to do last time, but there were a few clicks that I couldn't get out. And because I'd edited all the others, the clicks that remained seemed a lot louder. What else have I got before I talk about what's in my pre-show section? Mm. I wrote something down on a piece of paper. Oh yeah. No, I've actually added that to my show notes on the screen, so I don't need to look at that. What a lot of waffle. I'm terribly sorry about that. The other thing I've got to tell you right at the beginning of this show is that there are going to be a lot of interruptions where I need to hit pause and go off and do something because I feel incredibly uncomfortable in this chair today. I've been sitting in this chair far too long getting through this stupid list. And I've also been driving around getting through the list because it is a shopping list. It is a list 
of bills to sort out. Do you remember in the Adams family when <laughs> Mr. Adams puts on his like accounting visor and rolls up his sleeves and puts those clips on his shirt sleeves because it's the one day of the year that he deals with all accounting matters. I wish I could only deal with this stuff once a year. And if you remember, he has this calculating machine that he just types furiously on really fast and gets through all this work in seconds. It's amazing. Unfortunately, I have to go through this crap every week. At the bottom of the list of stuff to do today, because I was going a bit mad by the time I'd finished the list yesterday, I drew a picture <laughs> of a very wide face with spiralled eyes. And it says next to it, at the end of my very long list of things to do, put bucket on head. And when I wrote that list, I actually have a waste paper basket, and I did put it over my head. And I've got to tell you, I got a strange sense of comfort having a bucket on my head. I said I would get into the pre-show section in a moment, but I think I already have, haven't I? But let's talk about the stuff that's actually in the show notes. But before I do that, I'm just going to get myself a drink. So I'm going to hit pause and I'll be back. I've got the recording set up. Well, set up tonight. I'm recording on two channels. One at a much lower level than the other. Well, one at actually no level at all because I didn't turn the level up. What a burk. One second. Ah, oh, that's better. I'm also taping on my phone. Sorry about the squeaks. It's my chair. Again, I don't think I'm going to edit those out. Let's get into the notes. What's been going on? Well, first of all, Wimbledon and Wembley happened. As usual, we did our best useless job and managed to lose the UEFA Cup. It does look like the only thing that's coming home this year is a monstrous upsurge in COVID-19 infections of males, of course. I wonder why that is. What is our government doing? The WHO, World Health Organization, has also been heavily critical of the UK, and I'm being polite. One of their spokesmen said a whole bunch of nasty things about us. So, once again, the UK is the laughing stock of the world. Thanks a lot, Boris. On a personal note, there are bills flying at me in all different directions, like the owls in Harry Potter from the Ministry. There is a particularly irksome one that is due to a British telecom cock-up and the alarm company that I don't actually use. And that bill is for, wait for it, more than £800. I have mentioned that before, and it's giving me quite a bit of stress. 
And after days of phone calls and promises that the matter is settled, guess what? It isn't settled. The last BT bloke I spoke to today, well, not the last one, the one before the last one, swore blind he'd call me back. So, of course, he didn't. And by swearing blind, I mean he said it several times. Don't worry, I will definitely call you back one way or the other. I'll call you back. He did not call me back. What a complete... Bang up job, BT. Bang up job. It is amazing. In the 80s, I remember Margaret Thatcher banging on and on about how privatisation would mean great efficiency. And what happened in reality? Nothing. It was crap before. It was crap after. It's still crap. Same goes for British gas. Crap before. Crap after. And that also goes for a whole bunch of other utility-type companies that became private. There is one thing we appear to be good at here. Doing things badly. And, by the way, just to give credit where credit is due, there was a chap called Kenneth Baker who was in charge of the transition of BT. He's now the Baron of Dorking. How apt. I could, of course, go on like this all night. However, I did say last week, was it last week or was it last time? I don't bloody know anymore that this pod is not going to become a misery cast. So, aside from these snide, though unfortunately very true, remarks about the idiots who run things upstairs, not that far upstairs, but just the government, I will no longer dwell on the fact that the planet is hurtling towards doomsday. Not all the time. That is what has been taking up most of my week. So as we move on to the culture section, (laughs) there has been precious little time for the consumption of geekly media. So I don't envision this being the longest of pods, but we'll see what happens. I've scribbled down some extra stuff on a scrap of paper which I already said at the top of the show, and when I did scribble that stuff down, I moved it onto my show notes, so it's no longer something I need to look at. What am I talking about? Sorry, I'm blathering. All I'm trying to say is we'll wing it tonight, like an owl. Look, I haven't gone insane. It's a private joke. This next bit in the technology... How do we just move straight into technology from culture? I'm just looking around to see if there's anything I can talk about right now to do with geekly culture. No, not really. My life has been so full lately, I haven't had time to do anything at all apart from grind through all this mundane, everyday crap. That is modern life. That's probably been life since we were in caves. 
Okay, they probably didn't have bills, but they had things like preparing to defend the cave from a saber-tooth. I'm assuming that could be quite stressful. I can't really see Ugg getting a good night's sleep with the thought of some giant mangy cat with huge fangs ready to sink those fangs into his head. Yeah, that wouldn't make for a good night's sleep. And yeah, I'm not trying to be funny either. I'm just frazzled, man. I'm frazzled. Okay, I've got to be honest with you now. There is not much of me, if any, talking about sci-fi, fantasy and horror tonight. So let's move on to technology. And I've got a bit of a follow-up. Do you remember those dentistry tools that I mentioned buying from Amazon? Not for self surgery, but for dealing with lime scale on my plumbing. I'm now using all the tools, not just the chisel-like tool. I also help the process along by buying a lime scale cleaner to soften the stuff up. And now with minimal elbow grease and using the tools, I've cleaned lime scale from my taps, my shower head, my toilet. Everything was nice and sparkly. There was also a nasty brown stain. No, no. At the bottom of my toilet bowl. No, look, no. It is, though, apparently oxidation. Yes, it is. Because there is no way anything fouler could survive the onslaught of chemicals I've thrown at it. According to the internet DIY sages, probably tradesmen, I did try vinegar. I emptied a whole bottle of vinegar down into the toilet bowl, hoping it would loosen the rust, but to no avail. So that didn't work, and the internet experts were completely wrong. I also managed to prick myself with the tools, very slightly, didn't draw blood or anything, but it did give me a bit of a turn, thinking how sharp and lethal these things are, and after scrutinising them very closely, these sinisterly shaped tools, and also having had some practice wielding them, my fear of the dentist and the dental hygienist is developing into a full-blown phobia. Yeah, man, they've got those terrifying scrapers and probes and spiky things. It is like something that you'd see in a horror movie or the London Dungeons. I'm sure they had similar things in their torture section. Ugh, you know... I like horror, and I've been saying lately how I haven't been watching much horror because there isn't that much in horror movies that has scared me recently. I think a maniac dentist would probably scare me, but then it would be so scary I wouldn't want to watch it anyway. Or read about it. Oh, do you remember Marathon Man? Marathon Man. 
Oh, is it safe? Is it safe? Is it safe? It is fairly obvious by now that I have nothing else to say. Let's move on to something that I do want to talk about. And that is the Horus Box. I started another last recheck of my novel, The Horus Box, which is a modern action-adventure novel. Very, very geeky as well. You'll probably like it. Using the free version of Grammarly. Grammarly does seem to catch errors that my beta reader and I missed. Though I did find some of the suggestions were off, it is certainly better than Microsoft Word's proofing tools, and, of course, OpenOffice's tools. I mentioned that I use the free version because Grammarly is not cheap. It's a subscription service, and it costs quite a bit a month. I think it's like £20. Of course, you could just buy a temporary subscription while you're checking your novel. But as I have been using it, I'm starting to wonder whether that would actually be to the detriment of your writing. As it is, Grammarly is very, very stringent on some things and weirdly off on other things, particularly where it involves colloquialisms. Grammarly is not very good at that, and suggests corrections that would turn dialogue into grammatically correct English, but really weird-sounding dialogue. So, at the moment, I'm happy with the free version. As well as the reproofing, I'm also working on some new cover art. You may have noticed, if you've ever looked me up, that I have a book on Amazon, and that book has been gone from Amazon for quite a while. That was because I was submitting to a new batch of literary agents. Pause for drama. None were interested. What a surprise. I have now, though, waited a decent interval. It is obvious none of them are going to get back to me anytime soon. So it's now time to republish. I'm also thinking of getting some print-on-demand copies made up as well. Although I'm only thinking about it, because to do it properly you need ISBN numbers, and they are not cheap. I'm also setting up an imprint for my work because I've tried long enough, far too long, going the route of traditional publishing via literary agents, and it's just not working out for me. Well, mainly because none of them are interested. I've mentioned setting up an imprint before, and I know a lot of other... Amazon authors do this. An imprint is simply like a brand for your work. Say I'm interested in publishing science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Those are three different genres. Maybe I would have a different imprint, 
like a pseudo-publishing brand for each of those things. Like, I don't know, rocket fiction for science fiction, bubbling cauldron for fantasy, and skull horror. I'm not actually using any of those names, but those are just examples. And that's a way of differentiating sides of your media output. Like I said, traditional publishing has not worked out. Yeah, man, Chuck Windig has a lot to say about how I'm probably not doing things the right way. But believe me, Chuck Wendig, I did things the right way. And no results. Literary agents. I sometimes think they're too busy doing bugger all to bring indies like me into the fold of mainstream publishing. You'd have thought, given that we are still in a pandemic, two years of pandemic, people would be buying more books. I certainly have been buying more books, but who in hell knows the tortuous ways and machinations of the publishing business? Ugh. Maybe the demon from The Exorcist? Pazuzu? Ah. It would not surprise me one iota if those highly creative Mesopotamians had invented a demon specifically to torment authors like us. I've gotten to the point where I'm thinking about mainstream publishing the way that Conan prays to his god Krom, if you remember that from Conan the Barbarian in 1982, when he says, And if you do not listen, then the hell with you. That's how I feel. That's all I really have to say about my book at the moment. Let's move on to something. Oh, wait a minute. Before I end that bit, I am also writing other stuff again, finally. I was a bit put off by how difficult it was to get any interest in the current book that I wrote. But I shouldn't let that keep me back, because the thing is, I like writing. And I have quite a good imagination. So why not? Okay, the next thing. Opportunities. Yeah, look, I said recently that I was applying for jobs. I was intending on applying for one job per day which was incredibly ambitious because the jobs I apply for are in the creative field and those are far and few between. What's also frustrating is I seem to keep missing opportunities by either a day or a few hours. This has happened twice recently, once with a BBC Writer's Room opportunity, another with iHeartRadio. It is horrible when you miss the boat by such a thin margin. The iHeartRadio opportunity was such a near miss that I thought to myself, you know what, sod it. And I hit them up on Reddit, because that's where they advertise the job opportunities in the first place. I know I'm late, but what else do I have to lose? I don't know the wisdom of what I did, but maybe you can do the same if you've missed something by a slim margin. Uh, 
Otherwise, you'll be whining to Uncle Owen about how it'll be a whole nother year. Oh, yeah. What a day. What a day. That list that I mentioned at the top of the show, such a long, long list. Not just things to do in real life, of which there are many, but also in the podcast. There are books I haven't reviewed yet. Those are the main things I've promised to do for ages, possibly months, maybe even years. There's also a D&D campaign that I haven't talked about yet. There is, though, some real proper get-your-fingers-into-the-goo-of-geek stuff. That was a really weird metaphor. I was thinking about the TARDIS when Clara sticks her hand into the goo of the TARDIS console. How weird was that? I wonder if it was squidgy. Do you think it was squidgy? Sorry, I went completely off the rails there. What I'm getting at is, like I said, I do two of these shows a week. One is a general geek ramble that you have just listened to. The other is a retro revisit of Doctor Who, which is far more specific and to the point, with very little rambling. Not intentional rambling, anyway. If you like that, subscribe to the show. If you don't like me rambling or don't like Doctor Who, then what the hell are you doing listening to this show that is produced, presented, and edited by me? So I did there. Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelled M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy or click on the contact or support link on the website. Yes, you can support me with actual money. Doesn't have to be like Patreon, doesn't have to be a recurring amount. Can be just a one-off tip. And you can do that by going to my podcast page on the website, scroll down to support, click on support, and you'll find a link. And that, thank the demon of writers, is it? You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show. I know, I know. I can't stand it either. The UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This was episode number. Did I even mention that at the top of the show? Probably not. What a clown. 395 recorded on Monday the 12th of July 2021. And with the traffic roaring up behind me. At the end of the show, the time is 23.39.47. Thanks for putting up with this as usual, and bye-bye for now. Bye! Yes, the madness was strong in this one. But stay with me, nerdlings. Stay with me. It's a day later here. I just wanted to share with you a couple of dreams I had. One was terrible, and was a daydream that I had a few seconds ago, and only lasted a few seconds, about losing my teeth. Which is another terrible piece of news I wanted to hear in this 
particularly pessimistic episode of Crash. However, not so long ago, I had a really excellent dream about all my geek toys. That was really nice. Nothing really happened in the dream. I just looked at my toys, arranged them, took photos of them. It was all very pleasant. And if you do not listen, then the hell with you. Dum dum da 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 dum 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 da 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 dum dum da da da.